Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode delves into the mythology of Season 3, Part 7. We don't have any scenes in the spirit world locations this time. Nothing takes place in the Red Room or other places like that. But we do have spirits or spiritual phenomena taking place in other locations. So we're going to discuss those in the Lodge Lore section. Last week there was so little mythology in the episode that we just combined it with some scenes from the t- that took place in Twin Peaks. But uh, today we've got enough material, so we're going back to a mythology standalone episode Hopefully continue this for the uh, series, the general format that we use on Tuesdays, talking about just just the mythology stuff. Most of the Lodge lore in this episode is off-screen stuff. Hawk and Frank talk about Glastonbury Grove and Laura's dream in the diary where she saw Annie referencing the scene from Firewalk with me. Where Annie shows up in Laura's bed and says the good Dale is in the lodge and he can't leave. Write it in your diary. And this is like one of the few things Lynch ever mentioned that 25 years between Firewalk with me and The Return where there's an interview with Chris Radley in the book Lynch on Lynch, and he says, I always thought that could come back in, in some way. So that was something he really was dying to include. And this is, I guess, they finally get to do that. It's funny because this stuff is all, like I said, it's off screen, and it's talked about very casually. This is like one of the few times, other than Cooper saying the Black Lodge in, in part two, Hawk, I think, mentions the lodge. Cooper came out of the lodge. And it's just described as like this plain matter-of-fact thing. And it's demystified in a way that way. It's it's brought into the realm of physical evidence. And yet it just doesn't fit that. So Frank Frank takes it all in stride. He's like, okay. It, it It's like the stuff fades in the morning light. You know, it all seems so far away. Elsewhere in Buckhorn, Briggs hasn't aged at all. That is a big point where... Knox talks to Davis and says this is like he's got a 40-something-year-old's body. That's the age that this guy was when he disappeared, and yet the body is fresh, like it just died a few days ago. So there's this strange paradox there. And then we get one of the few overt lodge motif spirit creature things, whatever, in this episode, which is the woodsman walking down the hallway and Knox kind of turns almost in his direction and then walks away. And we wonder, like, can she see him? And that's a constant question with the woodsmen. There's just this strange way they interact with our reality where they are visible, seemingly. In Gordon's office, we see a painting of, like, a double corn cob, which is uh, some sort of Garmin Bosier reference. And then behind him is a big atom bomb explosion. On the plane, uh, Gordon plays this weird finger game with tammy and the point seems to be that the left ring finger which is of course a key finger in the twin peaks lore that's where the letter was put for teresa and laura the the little cutout letter that uh, leland bob would place under the victim's uh left ring finger i I believe yeah yeah it's definitely the left hand and uh, of course left left hands go numb and left hand is the one that wears the ring the owl cave ring so there's a lot going on with that and it's given this sort of uh new agey connotation here where gordon calls it the spiritual mound and they notice that mr c's left ring finger fingerprint is backwards this is something tammy picked up on And so Gordon does this thing where I said it's a finger game. He touches each finger and he repeats Cooper's lines from the prison or Mr. C's lines where he says, it's era very good to see you, old friend. And I probably left out a word or two there. But the point is it's 10 words long because he's supposed to be saying very, very. One very is reversed. He says, erev instead. 
And so Gordon corresponds that with Tammy's figure. It's it's uh, with Tammy's uh, left ring finger. It's all very esoteric and kind of fun. And uh, it was fun sort of picking up on that. I think the the first time I watched, it, I was like, "What is he doing? Like, <laughs> what is this ridiculous game?" And then the second time, I was like, "Oh, Erev, very backwards." Okay. And the Erev thing was something I picked up on only from podcasts. So I didn't pick up on it. Basically, is what I'm saying. Other people had to point it out that uh, Cooper said very backwards. Um, so there's a lot going on here. There's backwards talking going on here. There's the whole lore about the left hand going numb, about the left ring finger being where the letters are placed, about the left ring finger being where the owl cave ring is placed. It ties together all these different elements. And honestly, as I'm talking about it now, I think this might be the first time I ever thought about the letters under the fingernail. Um, I thought a lot about the numbness and the ring, but yeah, that's this is the finger that they put the letters under. So that's just a whole other interesting aspect to consider. Later on, after Diane sees Mr. C, she tells uh, Gordon something definitely isn't here, pointing to the heart, meaning, you know, that Cooper is lacking some sort of heart. So there's a lot of talk in this episode or a lot of kind of dancing around this idea of Cooper, Mr. C as a doppelganger. And what does that mean? And there's no real answers given as to what it means, but there seem to be all these little tells going on with it. By far, my favorite Lodge Lore bit in this episode is the evolution of the arm popping up out of a sideway crack and screaming, squeeze his hand off. Like, what in the world is that? It's so funny. Like, I just laughed out loud when I first saw that. And it's stuff like that that just makes me love this series so immensely. That <laughs> it can do something as ridiculous and goofy and hilarious and totally random and cool in like a surreal visual way. Just everything about it is awesome. I, I love it. I, I love that he can take this avant-garde imagery and put it in this totally mundane action sequence context and say such an absurd thing. It just... Even describing it doesn't do it justice. It's just, you either find this kind of stuff hilarious and, and just like gleefully awesome, or I guess you don't, and I feel sorry for you if you don't. Uh, Cooper, is, Cooper is able to react instantly, uh, Dougie Cooper, when the uh, Ike is attacking. So that's some sort of indication of his communication with the lodge his you know it reminds me of when the light is shining on anthony's face and he says he's lying it's like at certain moments he seems to be guided there's also a funny false alarm in this sequence that people noticed i remember seeing this on forums and it turned out no that wasn't intended it definitely isn't what you think it is where there's a character in the background as as Janie E and Dougie are, are struggling up to their feet after ike flees there's like a breeze and his coat blows over and blocks his arm for a moment and people are like oh my god it's the one-armed man <laughs> he's he's only got one arm and you can clearly see no he's he's got two and it's just an accident of, of wind or whatever but it's kind of funny and the last lodge lore element i want to mention is the sound in the great northern that hum uh sort of sparkle i don't know what you'd call it exactly but that noise reminded a lot of people it certainly reminded me of josie's uh well, we don't even know if it's Josie, but there's a weird noise in episode 27 where Audrey leaves the room and Ben turns around and looks like, what's that off-screen noise? And that very next second, we see Pete staring at a piece of wood and saying, Josie, I see your face. And, uh, and so people have thought, well, maybe that's Josie's presence in the Great Northern. 
you know, because she's trapped in the wood of the Great Northern after she dies there. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can support this work on patreon.com slash lostinthemovies. Tomorrow we're going to look at the current events coinciding with the airing of this episode in June 18th, 2017. So what was on the cover of Time Magazine? What was the number one film? What were the news stories going on? And so forth. 